0: Hello and welcome to the full potential living podcast in this podcast. Our intention is to empower you to elevate your own life to its fullest potential, to dive a little bit deeper into finding what type of life you really want to create for yourself, others, and the world to become the very best version of who you are in all important areas. It's not about becoming something that you're not. Rather, it is an uncovering process of the greatness that already lies within you. We want to help you find purpose, meaning, a direction for your future, and tap into your highest joy. We all have it within us. We all have a unique full potential life experience, whatever that looks like to you. We are creating a community of like-minded people who are self-actualizing and stepping into their full potential life together as one, upgrading the consciousness of the planet. Do not settle full potential or nothing. Today, we have a very special couple joining us from their extraordinary life and home in Hawaii, John and Missy Butcher. John and Missy have created a life unlike any other, starting 19 companies with an incredibly balanced life in 12 areas of extraordinary living. They're self-actualizers in their own right, passionate, adventurous rebels living their version of the Garden of Eden. Not only that, but they have a passion for helping others self-actualize, access extraordinary living through their company, Lifebook Online, and aim to make the world a better place with everything that they do. John and Missy, welcome, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor Thanks to have you guys it. on.
1: So good to be here thank with you, here. you, my friend. Yeah,
0: so, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome journey over the last couple of years um, jumping into LifeBook and and kind of uh, yeah running through the program, getting to know the community. It's like I've mm-hmm. gone, you know, from um, you know doing the program to mastery to just kept going. And now I'm a life book leader, a life book champion. And it just keeps, seems, it just really resonates with me. And, uh, you guys are freaking awesome. <laughs> and and so the, are you? The,
1: that, that, we're so proud of you, Eric. That, that's exactly how it should work. Constant forward motions,
0: dude. I mean, it's just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm that same way where it's like, okay, this is what I want. Okay. Boom. Let's go like, that's right. let's go for this. So it just, it just resonated with me. So, so yeah, what uh, what's going on in your guys's life today? <laughs>
1: oh my goodness!
0: Well, we're we're getting ready for the talent right?
1: trip, so that's we're yeah. we're getting ready to, to yeah. leave for Europe at the end of the week, and uh, we're my, we're
2: building here, so it's pretty it's pretty crazy here. But we're going to leave it in good hands, and go to talent for about ten days, and yeah. then we'll be
1: back. We yeah. are. Th- this year is a real transition for us. This, this year is the transition from our last chapter to our new chapter. Crystal clear life vision. We've been working on it for five years. We're stepping into it every month. And, and when we get back to the yeah. university in Tallinn, we'll, we'll really be where we've wanted to be for the last four or five years. So it's a, it's yeah. a great year for us. It's a great moment
0: beautiful i've i feel like i've seen your yeah. you guys stepping in and building this this new yeah. this home in hawaii like we've all in real you know, time you've been watching it in real time in real time brother <laughs> yeah so uh, i've definitely seen that so awesome well today uh, our topic is self actualization nice um i know obviously that's a it's a big topic and i don't know if we could choose a, a better couple uh, to to talk about self actualization um, today, so you guys have had this kind of evolutionary journey over the last twenty to thirty years of uh creating this twelve category smart life and really stepping into it over and over and it 's just amazing so I think self actualization for me also is something that um you know living my best version to full potential living is what i 'm all about so first first of all uh what what would be your personal definition of, of self-actualization, guys.
1: Um, we talked about that this morning, and I think, Eric, it really it's pretty simple. It comes down to maximizing your potential, right? It comes down to brushing up against your true potential in the important areas of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I want to say about self-actualization is it could take a million different forms for everybody. There's no like higher self out there that exists in, in a vacuum separate from you that, you are, that you're moving toward. You could you could actualize yourself in many different areas of human endeavor. You could you could take in so many different directions. So it's not mm-hmm. like there's there's this specific thing that you've either got to reach or you fail. Mm. It's, it's, it's a creative mm. process. Mm. It's a it's a, it's as much about creating yourself as it, as it is about finding yourself. I would say that finding yourself is is uh, the more passive mm. the, the, the more passive aspect of it which is incredibly important discovering more and more about who you are deep down the authentic you. But then there's the creating yourself side. There's the, Oh, I think I would like to be this way. I think I would like to excel in this area and then moving in that direction with intention. Uh Life is about finding yourself and that's a process of introspection. That's, that's, that's the process, the process of getting a clearer and clearer picture of your your wants needs desires talents preferences who you really are deep down it's a process of self-discovery yeah. But then life is also equally for people who are really after self-actualization about creating yourself mm-hmm. about forging yourself in the image of your own values and forging forging the environment around you in the image of your own values mm-hmm. So it, it's about going in mm-hmm. and it's about mm-hmm. pushing out. It's about yeah. allowing and it's about intention at the same time.
2: Yeah. Love that. You I mean, like it's uncovering who you are really inside so that you can express that out, you know, because the, to me, it's like self-expression to be to be actualized yeah. is to really express who you really are, bring your gifts out and share them with others.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, part of um, what I love the, those two ideas and part of what I say in, in the intro and like what you say in Full Potential Living is like, yeah, it's like an uncovering process. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially over the last couple of years for me, it's been an uncovering process of like, oh, and I think going through the whole Lifebook system, we can't not talk about Lifebook today. It's just, <laughs> um, well, well, Lifebook
1: uh, is the ultimate self-actualization tool, It's right. the best tool out there to give you a structure for self-actualizing. It's an ascension right.
0: tool. Right. Right. And it's, so it's been an uncovering process for me of, I love that word. Cause it's, I I had, you know, there's been times in my life where I've been trying to do things, um, for reasons outside of like my true nature, mm-hmm. my true self. Um, I did play baseball and played college in a little bit of uh professional, um, but there was always just something that was just slightly off about it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. totally me it's like i was kind of doing it for like other reasons and uh i still loved it like obviously i was good at i loved it but there's just something i was a little off and then i went through this whole journey of traveling and uh discovering myself and then you know i came back years later and then i jumped into lifebook and then it's been this whole process of uncovering really for me so i get that and then but you can't just sit there and right. just kind of be like, oh, this is this is who I am. Right. Not like, no, yeah. do something about it. You know, that's Let's, right.
1: Once, once, you, once you uncover and and once you uncover who you truly are and get a little clearer sense of yourself, now it's time to do something with that. Right. It's,
2: it's almost like you get activated because you find yourself. You're like, oh, I, I need to do something with this tool no, that I discovered. Yeah.
1: Where are you going to oh. point that? Where, where are you going to point those talents, those desires, all that energy? And that's the, that's the creating yourself yeah. aspect.
0: Right, right. That's a cool way to cool way to put it. Uh, important way to step into it and create it. Um, what do you believe is the biggest roadblock to becoming your best self or self-actualizing in modern day society?
2: There's so many <laughs> <laughs> There are so many.
1: Uh, I think the fundamental principle is this. This is what I would say. Um, I would say that it, the biggest roadblock to blossoming into who you really could become is lack of clarity on what that might look like, Mm. lack of examples of of what that might look like, a lack of vision of what your ideal self and your ideal life would look like. And and the only way you can get that, the only way you can really create a vision of your ideal self and your ideal future. Is to get off the treadmill of your life for a little bit, take a deep breath and take inventory of where you are and where you'd like to go. There's a great quote by Henry David Thoreau. He said, only through leisure time can one contemplate the soul's estate. Hmm. You, it, when you're in the middle of of your materialistic life with all your distractions in this modern society, you don't have a chance of brushing up of, against a vision of your ideal self and your ideal future. You, you've mm-hmm. got to take the time to step off the tre- treadmill and do some deep soul searching, get go to know yourself,
2: right? Go within and uncover. It's like, it yeah. comes back to that, that term, uncover who you really are. Because what John just said, it's distractions. Mm-hmm. Everything is there to distract, distract, yeah. distract, because what it's all about is focused clarity on what your vision is for your life to your, to actualize yourself. I mean, that that's what we've learned in all of our years of doing Lifebook is that it's it's really it really is an uncovering. So you can hear yourself. You can listen to your own soul. So going within and mm-hmm. and listen,
1: that's blocking the, out all the rest. And that's the first half of it. The first half is going deep inside and discovering some things about you. And, yeah. and your roadblocks are distractions, addictions, the the material world that we live in. Fear, yeah, fear just not having the courage to, 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 to do it. Societal expectations, the yeah. thing, the things that people expect of you, the roles, the normal yeah. roles that people expect you to play in society, those are all roadblocks to your authentic self. taking some time to get to know your authentic self. But that's only half the battle, in my opinion, to, to self-actualization, getting to know your authentic self. That's the self-discovery part. Then there's a, okay, what am I gonna do with this? What am I gonna do with it? Yeah life am I going to create for myself? What kind of a person am I going to forge myself into? Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would say that just our culture is pretty much set up to, yeah. to distract you from getting to know your true self and really figuring out what you want to right. do to maximize your potential.
2: Cause it's all external Our, our you know, everything, YouTube, the whole, yeah. I mean the whole social media world is all about external and we just need to quiet and go inside and out know, and open up.
1: The forces that, that be out there have no desire to see you living a self-actualized life, directed consciously according to your own standards and values. They what they teacher. want you to do is get on their medications. They want you to Pay get them. on their social media platforms. <laughs> they want you to get on. They, they they want to impose a vision for you or a direction for you. That's and, and, that's, and that's the problem. That's the problem if you don't have a life vision. If you... Don't know where you want to take your own life. If you don't know what kind of a person you want to become and what kind of a life you want to live, you are going to be tossed around in a sea of other people trying to dictate to you what you should be doing. And it's for mm-hmm. your, not yours. That's mm-hmm. the not having a Yeah. Proverb says without a vision, the people perish. Mm. And that's that's about as, as strong a, a terms as you can put it in.
2: Yeah,
1: it's absolutely true. Yeah,
0: it guides you. It's the North Star taking you to where you want to go.
1: Let me just let me just extend that just a little bit, because that is the friggin thing, Eric. Mm -hmm. If you have a clear vision for the person you want to become and the life you want to live, you have a decision making framework that will allow you to container right action. If this decision gets me closer to that, I'm going to do it. If it gets me farther away from that, I'm not going to do it. In the absence of a clear life vision, you have no decision making framework to decide whether to turn right or left. Right. Whether right. to turn right or left depends right. on where you want to end up being, right? So that's so why it's so critical. And people don't understand how critical it is. They think it might be nice to have direction. It might be nice to have a vision for where I want to take take my no. life. No, it is the non-negotiable foundation of an extraordinary life.
0: Mm. Non-negotiable foundation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know that's that's such a good point, and it's 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 not only like making the decision, being able to make the decision that's lining up with the North Star, the the, the life, the vision you have for yourself, but it's that interconnection. Because like so many people have goals, they're like, oh, these, you know, these are the things I want to do. Um, you know, I want to become a millionaire or whatever, or that I want to, you know, get a job promotion or I want to find a relationship, but it's not interconnected with their entire life. It's not interconnected with everything. And when you look at everything and you're like, wait, this is the total right decision. Maybe it takes a little bit longer. And I've experienced some of that, like, Hey, maybe this takes a little bit longer, but I know that this decision was way better for me long-term because I've, I've outlined, like you said, I've outlined that vision.
1: Well, so, and that's the danger of, of not having a clear vision and setting goals, not having a clear vision of where you want to end up in totality. Right. Yeah. And you're setting goals in a vacuum. Totality. So let, let me just give an example of what that might look like. You're going to set a goal to double your income. You're going to set a goal to get in the best shape of your life. And you're going to set a goal to either go out there and find the love of your life or take your current love relationships to the next level. And if you're not careful, all three of those goals will contradict each other. The amount of hours that you're going to have to spend doubling your income are going to take away from your health and fitness, going to give you stress, going to destroy your ability to to spend the time and effort required to go out there and find the love of your life. That's what happens when you're not crystal clear on the totality of where you want to take your life Mm -hmm. when you are. All those goals become aligned because they're all pointing at the same thing. They're all going in
0: the same direction. It's It's momentum.
2: You said interconnectivity. That's right. It's integration. Because what we're going for here is a holistic, harmonious life. Yes. And in order to do that, you need to go through every all important areas, which is what we do at Lifebook, and take inventory and say, okay, what are these things? What do I believe? What are my visions? Because all that needs to be congruent. So that you have a holistic, harmonious
0: life. Yep. Well said. I think another thing I've, I've thought about and you know, you guys have mentioned as well is like, either way you do it, you know, you're like, there's going to be hard work, you know, Mm -hmm. either if, if you're going down a path, it's like, there's going to be work either way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, if, if you're, if you're going down a path of just kind of hoping that your life turns out well, or you're, consciously creating it you know it there's work either way you're gonna have to suffer from maybe some regrets that you have in the long term or you know you're gonna be able to be self-actualizing yourself in the long term a nice
1: short easy way to say that is pay now or pay later yeah you're gonna be paying one way (laughs) or the other everything in life is a trade-off right if you it can feel like work to open yourself up and get down in there and really discover yourself and figure out how to put a plan in place. It can feel it can feel like a like a sacrifice to yeah. to say, no, I'm going to go in this direction. It may not be the easy path, but I care enough about myself that I'm going to go in this direction. But mm-hmm. the deal is pay now or pay later. You don't do that. Yeah. You're going to end up somewhere. You, you don't even know if you don't have a clear direction for your life, you'll end up somewhere. But who the hell knows where that will be? And you very well may have to pay later.
2: And more, more than likely you went on someone else's ride exactly if you're not right. consciously driving your own life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So s- some, some believe that you should primarily follow your passion for work specifically, your career. Um, do you believe it is possible that anyone could find a passion in their life and do that for their work?
1: Yeah. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Th- this is what i think eric i don't think based on all of the work that we've done for LifeBook, i don't think that there's anything that you can apply to everyone oh I in, see. in my life but it is I, have, possible. I have discovered that there, there's nothing that applies to everyone and well it's not real this is this is in, in this particular case trying to figure Broad out whether, wh- whether you want to follow your passion for your career or mm-hmm. or whether you want to do something else there are two very, very clear schools of thought here. And, and which one is right for you depends completely on who you are. So one school of thought is I'm going to, I'm going to take my passion and I'm gonna turn it into a career. Because if I do that, I'll be working on something I love every day. There are challenges with that too. And here's the biggest challenge with that. You take the thing you care most about and you decide you're gonna monetize that and turn that into a career all of a sudden other people's opinions are involved other, all of a sudden you have to care what other people think about your area of greatest mm-hmm. so if you're mm-hmm. an artist if you're creating paintings and you decide to do that for a hobby no one's opinion matters but yours you are 100% in control of that experience but if you decide that you want to monetize that talent and share that w- with the world and turn that into the way you're gonna run your career all of a sudden, everyone's opinion about your art matters. Your mm-hmm. gallery right. owners, your, your representative, the customers that are going to buy it or not buy mm-hmm. it.
0: That's mm-hmm. the danger there. Right.
1: The other, the other school of thought, which I've seen, I've seen hugely successful people in both of these areas, and I've seen failures in both of these areas. The other school of thought is my passion is my sacred area that I'm not going to let anybody into. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out there and find a great career that I'm good at that I enjoy, and I'm going to pay the bills with that career, and I'm going to keep my passion to myself. I'm going to fund my passion with my career. One of the most successful men that I've ever met does that, and he's the one that told me he's the one that turned me on to this concept of these of these two separate paths. Um, one of the one of the he's probably got one of the highest introspect assessment scores in the life of the community. He's a complete badass, and he chose a career that he's that he's good at, really good. At. He makes a ton of money, but it's not his. It's not the reason he jumps up out of bed in the morning, happy to mm-hmm. be alive. He's yeah. got wonderful hobbies and passions that he is able to pursue because of his financial abundance, and he's kept them separately. So those are the two paths that are most common, and, right. and you, we've all just got to ask ourselves: which area do we fall into? Misty and I follow our passion. Yeah. We can't we can't pursue goals that are not emotionally kindled. We can't do that. My brother's the opposite. My brother has a, my brother makes a ton of money. He's a great investor. He's got a good solid career and he keeps him, his passions private into himself.
2: Yeah. Well, we're driven by mission and some people are driven by money. Whatever yeah. one comes first, that's kind of the way that you go there, I think.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, I like that question because I have a lot of friends, um, who out there who are like, you know, I really want to live my passion, but it's, it's freaking hard getting started. And they're like, I want to be in alignment with who I am and where I want to go. But -hmm. it's like, man, I've had a really difficult time starting a job or starting a a company or a business. I know for me, I'm the same way as you guys. Like I'm following my passion. That's it. This is where I'm going period and I love that and I'm a mission I'm definitely mission driven uh, yeah. but I, but know I just want of, to
1: point out though Eric that living your passion doesn't necessarily mean monetizing it you, you right li- living your passion doesn't mean monetizing it it can we do right. but it right. doesn't necessarily so you could live your passion right. by having by having a good solid career that you're good at that you enjoy that makes you a lot of money and that allows you to live your passion over right. here
0: hundred percent. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm just the one that's like doing it with the work and monetizing it as well. That's what I want to do. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I know, uh, I just know there are a lot of, probably a lot of listeners to this episode or, um, just friends in general are like, man, you know, it's tough. And so it, it is, it is a good point that you don't have to, um, monetize your passion. So There's a, a
1: very, very good chapter in the book, The E-Myth, by – who wrote that book?
0: Oh, I have that book. Yeah. Okay, we'll,
1: well, read the read the chapter about the the lady who baked pies. It's It it, it illustrates this point perfectly. And it's yeah. about this lady who baked pies that were so good, people couldn't believe it. Her friends were like, are you kidding me? You should be having a pie business. There's no question. You're the best. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just do this for my hobby, and I love doing it for people. And no, oh, you really ought to – so she ends up starting – a little pie business, and now all of a sudden she's she's paying her rent, she's managing employees, she's trying to figure out marketing, she's she's got mm-hmm. a friggin' employee insurance, she's got to pay taxes, she's doing everything but baking pies. That's what happens sometimes if you're not careful. So that would be a cautionary tale about if you want to try to monetize your your passion, be very very care- careful because sometimes that can ruin a passion. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Other yeah, times I, it's the perfect career for you. So
0: <laughs> I remember, I, I think there was one, I don't know if there's two of those examples, but I remember there's one about cupcakes and it might be like the very beginning where it's maybe it was, maybe it was pies or cupcakes. I don't remember, but I remember mm-hmm. that specific mm-hmm. idea that it was like, this is turning into a business. Like you've, (laughs) you've got to know the business side. And that happens with a lot of coaches. I'm, I'm a full-time coach now. And there's a lot of coaches that just don't know the business side. And they're just like, Hey, I'm going to help the world, but okay. How do you get clients? You know, what, what is your price? How do you monetize it? You know, how do you market? How do you, how do you get your word out there? And it's like a lot of coaches struggle because they don't they're not yep. even aware of that side. Well, that's a good Eric, example.
2: there's two sides to it.
1: Yeah. You never hear anybody say this, but this is the truth. Business is hard. Business is hard, yes. and and no one says that, and everyone should be saying that. Business is a chain. You've got you you've got product development, you've got manufacturing, yeah. you've got inventory, exactly. you've got distribution, you've got marketing, you you and any link in that chain that's broken, the whole thing is broken. You 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 can't afford one mistake. That's quite hard. 90 percent of businesses that are incorporated are, are are out of business within five years 75 percent of them I think after the first year business yeah. is hard so be very careful if you're gonna do it there's nothing better when you get it right but you really got to go in with with uh, open
2: eyes and it takes a, it takes time it's yeah, not just right. like there's no instant overnight I mean yeah maybe but mostly no, it, it takes not, not it takes time yeah
1: persistence persistence good is, hard work and- Persistence is absolutely one of the yeah. key attributes yeah, for a
0: business true. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be, uh, sacrifices of, of the present for, for the future. Um, absolutely. So I think that's kind of a, a good transition into. So just so you guys know as well, the full potential living podcast has a ray of listeners, uh, but. Uh, a good portion of is in the twenties and thirties area, um, 20 to 20 to 40, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I don't know if that's like, what's considered young anymore, but but (laughs) (laughs) what's, what's like your, your best piece of advice for, for listeners, for individuals in their twenties and thirties who want to self actualize.
1: I would say, I would say this, This game ain't for the weak of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. self (laughs) not Remember what it means. (laughs) To to actualize. The self. A synonym for actual is real.
0: Mm. To 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 make real. To
1: make real. To make real real. Mm. the best version of yourself. (laughs) This is not for pussies. It it involves striving. And this is something that 20s and 30s people don't have a lot of experience in in today's culture. You have got to struggle through challenges to victory. It's about striving for personal growth. It's about striving for authenticity. It's about striving to embody your values. It's about striving to achieve your goals. We live in a society where a lot of shit comes to us for free. We live in a society where we're very entitled. We, I mean, we're the most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not instant gratification, we got no attention span. This game is for people who want to. St- it's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong process. If you if you're truly after brushing up against your true potential in the most meaningful areas of life, you're going to be working consistently and persistently toward it's,
2: that. It's called the hero's journey. That's right. That's really what this is. It's a, it's your life journey, and it's full devotion. Full devotion. Yep. Whatever the f it takes. To, to make your dreams real, to self actually whatever it is, whatever you will go over, any mountain, swim any ocean, doesn't matter because you're so fully committed and devoted that's, to having an extraordinary life.
1: That, that's the, the key word. You, you need a lot of things. You need courage. You need wherewithal. You need devotion. But the key word is commitment. Mm-hmm. If you have the commitment, the absolute commitment to making yourself the best you can be and making your life the best it, it, you, you can live it, Everything else is going to follow in place if fall in place if you're fully committed to that. But it's going to take work and it's going to take effort and it's going to be fun. There's, I'm not saying it's drudgery, it, but it's just, it's a friggin' thing.
2: Yeah. All these words, work, work self responsibility, these all have this this. You Negative know, not, connotations. But it's actually the opposite. It's like yeah. there's nothing more freeing than self responsibility because you yeah. are in control of your own destiny. Right. You know, and people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work. It's like, dudes, if if you don't work, someone else is going to get in the driver's seat of your life and take you you somewhere. So it's
0: to me, the alternative is just it's not it's not worth it because it's because it's like uh, this is my commitment, you know. And you know, I I have different experiences from from other people, but you know, going through baseball, everybody told me, hey, you know, it's only one, it's only five percent make it to college. Oh, it's only one percent. Make the profession. Oh, it's it. and I was like, okay, I'll overcome that. Okay, I'll overcome that. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. overcome and it's right. like it's like a it's like a mindset and it's a you you're totally right, it's a commitment. Like I'm this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a Will Smith uh, quote that I listened to when I was like 16, 17, I watched like The Secret, which totally changed my life, and then I watched Will Smith talk about um, you know, what is it what does he say? What's the quote? It's like um, just decide. Just decide what Mm -hmm. it's going to be, how you're, how it's going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. And that for me was like just a light bulb. And it was like, oh, I just have to decide. And I think that's like coming down to the commitment of like, this is the commitment. So it's that those two words are very
1: similar there because the word decision means to cut away. Incision is to cut in decision is to cut off. So when you're deciding you are cutting off other possibilities and committing to one. So those two words are, you can use them synonymous. That's, that's what he meant by that. You go ahead and commit and you stick with that and you're going to wake up one day in a far down that path.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. So commitment, you guys would say is like that the biggest piece of advice for self actualization to kind of bring it down.
1: I, I, I would say, I would say that commitment is the one and I would say that the tactic, the best tactic is the Lifebook program. You could go out there and read a thousand books. You could figure all this out yourself. But what we've done with Lifebook over a 25 year period is put together a process and a structure. It's a it's a it's a structure It's what it's a container that will guide you through developing a crystal clear picture of your highest self in every important area and mm-hmm. the life that you could be living. And then once you've got that North star, you simply wake up every morning and put one foot in front of the other, using that North star as a decision-making framework. Anything that gets you closer is a yes, anything that gets you farther away is a no. And if you do that for long enough, you're gonna wake up and be that person living that life. That's how the yeah. universe works. It can't go any other way.
0: Right, just yeah. beautiful. Awesome, the commitment, and then life book, the tool to self-actualize.
1: Commitment and clarity is what you need. You, you Commit- need a commitment around the clarity.
0: Commitment and clarity. Yep. Gotcha. Um, what, what was your greatest challenge in life and for you guys, and how did it help you self actualize into who you two are today? Mm. Challenge. Well, that's
1: easy. <laughs> that's an easy one. <laughs> how, how old are you, Eric? We had
0: lots of I'm 30 ago okay. when
1: I was exactly your age man when I was You're exactly way ahead of me. your age 30 31 years ago I was kidding um, I had what really what I characterize now is as is a, as a nervous breakdown it was basically it was an anxiety disorder and they the, kicked in they kicked in called agoraphobia which is basically a generalized anxiety disorder where I was shut down completely housebound there was a lot that had led up to it but um the biggest thing other than i had a lot of childhood stuff to unwind etc is that um the life that i was living at that point was outrageously stressful and unbalanced yeah. mainly focused on money right. and career right just like we've, we know this story and what happened is I, for a lot of years i was like a superman that could hold up unbelievable weight but i ended up getting mm-hmm. the weight of my own life mm-hmm. which is what ended up happening and I found myself I found myself with a generalized anxiety disorder, debilitating panic attacks. And I wasn't able for an entire summer. I wasn't able to do anything. I couldn't drive my car out of my driveway, couldn't go to a grocery store, couldn't get my hair, couldn't go to a restaurant, definitely couldn't work. Right. Mm. So I was I was whole shut whole down.
2: Whole.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> when you were 30,
1: I was 30. I, I, it was it was it, it I was m- in
2: my mid 20s.
1: Yeah, it manifested itself as an emotional problem. That's what it looked like. There was there was also a physiological component to it. Mm. Definitely a spiritual component to it, but it was a complete meltdown. Mm. And so I was at rock bottom and I did not have a clue where to go from there. I didn't have any idea. My dad was watching late night TV one evening and he came across two personal development programs that he bought for me on on late night TV. One was a program called Attacking Anxiety by a lady named Lucinda Bassett that was specifically about how to overcome anxiety. And the other one was Tony Robbins' Personal Power 2, which was the best-selling mm. course at that time. Mm. And I, I, I listened to both of them. and We've
2: never heard anything like no, that before. No it was, personal development at all. That
1: was our first yeah. encounter. First mm. encounter. Attacking anxiety was incredibly important to me because it educated me on what was happening to me and some of the strategies that I could use to mitigate the pain that I was in. And so I got a little bit of a foothold on my symptoms and my my core issue with that program. But the Tony Robbins program, which is my first true encounter with any personal development, that was like, holy shit, the first time in my life that I'd ever heard that you could decide where you want to take oh. your, life in fundamental, importance, that word. <laughs> make a commitment to it, start yeah. moving in that direction and improve yourself from the inside out. And I was like, wow. Mm. So I, I did that program. I did all the exercises and I I, I was like, this makes me feel, I, I feel like I have a little bit of a foothold that I could build on now. Mm. So that was that summer. What I did, I just started consuming personal development programs voraciously. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, all the greats, the classic Mm -hmm. Nightingale, uh, Carnegie, all the greats. Right. And, and, and so I started keeping my notes from these personal development programs in a little binder, which was the very first iteration of my life book. right? Mm. and, and this binder, like, like, I don't know if you've ever had panic attacks or, or serious anxiety, but what happens is you basically lose control of your faculties. That's what happens. And it's horrifying. To lose control of yourself is horrifying. Your yeah. senses go haywire. But I had this little book with me. It, it wasn't called Life Book back then, I might have called Life Boat. <laughs> It was my life <laughs> raft, right? And and when I, I started spoke. feeling when I started feeling like that, I could open it up and, and read some of these passages that I'd collected and I would instantly feel inner strength and be able to get no. to the situation. So mm. I was like, this is an amazing tool for me. That evolved into the life book process over mm. a period of about ten years. Mm. And and how that happened, there's just two quick things. The first thing is I started to categorize my notes which led me to do some deep thinking about the most important areas of life that I had to figure out if I was going to live a good life and put myself back together, my health and fitness, my love relationship, my career and financial life, my emotional life, which was jacked up at the time, my spiritual life, my character. Mm-hmm. I identified 12 categories of life that needed to be focused on in order for me to get better and then to move past where I was. And in each of those four areas, the methodology that I figured out to get a grip on that area was to ask and answer four questions. What are the beliefs about this area of my life, my health and fitness, my love relationship, my, my, my financial life? What are my beliefs that control my behavior in this area of my life? And are they good or are they not? Do they need to be replaced or are they solid? Mm-hmm. What do I believe about this area? Mm-hmm. Of my life? Like mm-hmm. Number two, and most importantly, by a mile. What precisely do I want in this area of my life? Vision. Vision. Mm -hmm. Why do I want that? Why is that important to me? What will I gain if I achieve it, and what will I lose if I don't? And then finally, what do I need to do to get it? If that's what I want my health and fitness to look like, if that's what I want my love relationship to look like, if that's the kind of financial abundance I want to experience, what do I need to do to make that happen? Mm. So that biggest challenge of our lives led us to the biggest gift that we've ever been given, which is the life methodology and we never showed that to anyone for 15 years. I, that was, that was our tool that we use. Cause what happened, Eric was, I, I got well and functional again, relatively quickly within a year, I was about functional again. It took me eight years to fully recover and, mm. and, and to optimal again.
0: Wow! But
1: after I, after I solved the problem of, of, of getting out of pain, my question was, I, I've made so much progress. What if I just keep doing this? What if I just, like, keep, instead of trying to get out of pain, what if I do it and go? I to an absolutely extraordinary life. We've never seen anything like the life that we have. And we just oh. kept going and going. And at some point, we realized that this was a tool that could help other people do exactly what we'd done. And we ended up deciding to share it with the world. So that's our, our greatest oh. challenge led to our to our biggest gift. 100%.
2: You got else?: wow. That was beautiful.
0: <laughs> There's so, yeah. so much, so much in there, but it makes me think about, um, what, what made you decide on the PVPS? Like what, why was it premise? Why was it vision? Why was it purpose? Why was it strategy? I guess okay, I, 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 can't I can think easily of what explain else... that
1: very quickly. So the most important thing was vision. What I was after was who do I want to become and how do I want to live on this planet? I need a vision for that and once i have a vision for that i will move in that direction with intention every day i won't wake up confused i'll know exactly what i'm doing right so so i need a fucking vision for every important area of my life Mm -hmm. and then this is an absolute tony robbins technique this came this came day one by listening to the tony robbins program if that's my vision i need to understand my deep purpose behind that vision Mm -hmm. because that's going to be the driving force That, yeah. that's gonna determine whether or not I get it. How yeah. strong yeah. my reason is for wanting it.
2: Because that's your gas, yeah. that makes your mood. That's right. That causes right. you to act.
1: So if if you wanna lose thirty pounds so you can fit into a wedding dress for an episodic event, that, that's one purpose. That that that's a you know, that's a pretty weak purpose, but it is a purpose nonetheless. Whereas if you wanna get in shape so that you can live longer and have a better quality of life and set a better example for your kids and right. That, that's a purpose that can last you a lifetime, right? So I, I I realized right at the outset that not only did I need the vision, but I needed to back it up with a strong purpose. And of course, I need a strategy to get there. That was all obvious to me. Vision, purpose behind it. Yeah. And- what is my roadmap? What's my roadmap?
0: How do I get there? Huh.
1: Yeah. Premise was added last. That took me about five or six years to figure out. And frankly, it was one of my best friends that told me, John, you really you you really can't start down the road to effectively accomplishing a vision unless you understand the beliefs that you hold in that area. For instance, your vision might be to become a millionaire at thirty five. But if you've got a belief that was installed in in you as a child, that the love of money is the root of all evil, you're going to figure out a way to sabotage that vision because you don't want to be evil. If you want an extraordinary love rel- relationship, but at the end of the day, you believe that all women eventually cheat and leave. You ain't mm-hmm. going to make that happy. You've got to explore your beliefs that control your behavior and yeah. get rid of disempowering beliefs if necessary. That was right.
0: Okay. Gotcha. That is so cool to hear how it, how it kind of all mm-hmm. uh, came out and unfolded there. So that, that is cool. And I think that that might even uh, touch on, on the next question (laughs) kind of kind of answered the next (laughs) so it's it's vision you would say oh there's no question question? if you take a look at
1: premise vision purpose and strategy lifebook is about vision everything else supports that so vision is what you're after you are you are attempting to get a glimpse as to what your highest self might look like and what your ideal life might look like that's what you're doing during the lifebook process your purpose will determine how fast that happens. Your mm-hmm. strategies will determine how fast that happens. Mm-hmm. Your premise will determine whether it happens at all, or whether mm. you're going to mm. whether you're going to sabotage Ooh. it. But, but clearly, Eric, the vision is the thing that yeah. we're after. Because you right. got to know
2: what what it is you're even doing here, right? So you gotta, you know, what, exactly where am right. I going to go? How am I going to, yeah?
0: Right. So yeah, yeah, Missy, that was. I don't know if you have a different answer, uh, or maybe you know, it's the same. Same.
2: Same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like, what's the, what's the one area you would choose? Uh, if, if, it, if you could only choose one of those, so it'd be vision yeah, as well.
2: Vision. Yeah. Because I mean, it really does. Once you have that vision based on good beliefs, right? Once you yeah. have that vision, then it, like John was saying earlier, it's a decision-making framework. And what that means is here's an example, like in our love relationship, we, we have a love relationship vision that we've both created and that's what we want to, that's what we're going for. So if we know what that is, then the little tiny things during the day that might be egoic, you know, little pissy stuff that's petty that doesn't matter, we will not even engage because what we're doing is something mm-hmm. way more important. So it literally yeah. does, it molds your daily present moment. It it, right. tell, it informs you how to act in the moment. Right. And that is like, that's, that's amazing. That's everything. Because yep. it, it keeps you focused on where you're going. And, and that's... Hmm
1: that's exactly right premise vision purpose and strategy but your vision is the thing that you're creating your vision is Mm. the operating Mm. concept yeah your so so your your purpose supports the creation of the vision your operating support the creation of the vision your premises which are basically your life philosophy that that exists to support your vision Uh. it doesn't help you in a vacuum your philosophy doesn't help you in a vacuum your philosophy only helps you your philosophy is a tool to get through life. Yep. Your philosophy helps you in terms of what is it that you're trying to create. And what mm-hmm. you're trying to create is your vision. So basically, Eric, instead of leaving it to chance, instead of leaving your decisions and your life direction to chance, you're caring enough and loving your yourself enough to sit down and take a little bit of time off of your busy life and really try to get clear on what the ideal you could look like. And then once you're clear on that, you commit to applying all of your talents to achieving that. It's the only thing that matters. Everything else fits into it. You can't tell me a single thing that we should be focusing on that's outside of right. the ground, of the vision that we're trying <laughs> to create. All yeah.
0: Right. So after you've done that work, it's like, yeah. what else would I want to yeah. be doing? Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing else I could Want to do then, and that eliminates on so that.
1: much friction, bro. It's I stress. mean, let me just tell you that in the context of a love relationship, Lifebook oh is God. the best tool you could ever possibly have because what it does is it aligns you to as, as as people. When you create a vision that you're going to achieve together, you've worked out all the hard shit. But you're not going to be fighting about money. You're not going to be fighting about the kids. You're not yeah. going to be fighting about right. You've paid you've up.
2: That's right. It's front loaded Yep. <laughs> yeah. through and set up your systems. That's yep. right.
1: So yep. it's just an incredible thing.
2: It's a game changer.
1: A yep. person with a clear vision will run circles around someone who is 10 times more talented than them, 10 times richer than them. That doesn't have a clear vision any day of the week. It's, mm-hmm. it's the most important thing in life as far as our life philosophy goes.
0: Yeah. I've been recently, I've been doing, uh, Joe Dispenza meditations rewired. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That
1: guy's a badass. I, he's some, dude, you know, And I he's know the you
0: talked level. about um Kriya uh, what's it called Kriya yoga? I I did that meditation for 3 months straight. Uh, too, the, one with, <laughs> the one with Sadhguru. Yeah. And dude, oh my right? gosh. That is a cleansing. Life. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, I don't know if you guys, you probably, probably don't know, but I, I went to, after I played baseball, I went to India, went to Nepal, India, Africa, uh, Europe. I traveled a lot and I studied yoga. I studied like being an athlete (laughs) going like that world, that overly masculine world to then like seeing this whole other side of myself of like Nepal India trekking through the Himalayas. So, so the reason I bring that up is because when I was in India, I studied, I studied yoga. I was there for almost like two months and I studied, I got like a 200 hour certification. Yeah. I really, I really was just fascinated by the philosophy. Yeah. And it was, it was like the first time I came across uh, enlightenment, like, oh my gosh, Oh, higher purpose. Oh my gosh, this is what I'm here for. I get to, I get to be an, I can be an enlightened being. Like I can strive for something that's outside of the realm of like money or which, you know, those are necessary things, but just something higher, a mission, a purpose. And that's where I came across some amazing teachers who are now like really big, uh, which I appreciate them so much, but I ran across Sadhguru as well. <laughs> and then I started watching his videos and you mentioned that, uh, in like the community. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to start that. I tried it before, but this time yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself for like three months. I, I missed some days, but over three months I did it at least five times a week, five or six times a week. So, and that was changed my crazy. life,
1: man. Changed <laughs> yeah. my
0: life. You know what Health-wise, it does, right?
1: what it does is it gives you separation from, your mind, and it gives you separation. Ooh, right? It gives you a little observer. bit of space, right? Yeah. And when you can do that, and start to, and start to observe your thought processes, and understand that that's not reality, and that's not me. Those are thoughts. I yeah. Right. Boy, can you get in charge of your? Right.
0: Yes, right. my friend told me when I was in Nepal. My good friend uh, told me she had been to. I went to Kopan Monastery in Kathmandu which is like the Dalai Lama has been there. I went to a meditation course. And what I learned there was the biggest aha moment is kind of like what you're talking about. My friend told me for the first time, she asked me, she said, her name is Pascal. She asked me, she's like, who is I? She's like, Eric, who is I? And that that question blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, she's like, is it your head? Is it your heart? Is it, you know, your body is it? And that opened me up. It was like, Oh, another kind of light bulb moment opened me up. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) who am I I really? And it really made me realize that, Oh, and then I did a lot of meditation and study and stuff. It Mm. exactly what you said. It backed me away from the personality of Eric. (laughs) And it backed me away from the identity that I created in America and athletics and the world. And it went, oh, I can observe all this. I can watch the train go by. I can watch my, and I think that's, that's another topic of people getting meditation kind of wrong. But anyway, Mm -hmm. it helped me back away and be like, who the heck am I?
2: Yeah. what are, what are and then you can really
1: then then you can really do some good work yeah once you good. once yeah. you get a little distance from yourself and get a little dude. objectivity then you can really yeah. do some good work so yeah that's good stuff dude go so some... to spend next level too that yeah, guy yeah. Is something else oh yeah. my gosh
2: body to heal itself. i mean he's yeah, he's a he's wizard he's
0: already. a freaking wizard he goes <laughs> his eyes too he's like <laughs> Oh, wow. he's got
2: to... <laughs> he's, a, he's an awesome human.
0: yeah i i've been doing his meditations for the last i'm going to start that and just stepping into the future kind of getting back to what i was going to say stepping into the future like the vision of myself and the future is pulling me forward so
2: beautiful and that's what a vision does right there
0: there you go <laughs> <laughs> well um i uh Ask this question. We're, we're like right on time. It's like perfect. perfect. So it's good time for you guys too. Um, yeah. so the, the question I ask everybody, uh, that comes on, on the podcast is, is kind of thinking, you know, in the future, however long you guys live, 120, 150, uh, I don't know. Um, but you, you fast forward to, to the moment, to the end of your life and you're lying uh you you know you're about to die you know you're about to pass away um maybe you're on a deathbed maybe you're on a beach i don't know (laughs) maybe you're in the garden of eden (laughs) but uh (laughs) you reflect on your life and you look back and you go okay if there was two to three things that you know you lived by whether they're values philosophies goals you accomplished whatever they were that allowed you to at that moment of of death like pass away with peace and be like it's okay i you know i did it it's okay what what would those two to three things be for for you guys uh that would be and That's if you want to well first of all we, we,
1: we've decided that we're actually <laughs> we're, not gonna we're gonna we're gonna be delivered <laughs> we're gonna be delivered whole in a fiery chariot, like elisha uh just we're, we're building a ramp right now yeah
0: and so, it's
1: the
2: rainbow
0: you want but... to just take a spaceship and get out of here and Forget death. <laughs>
1: that, that, that's, that's probably more likely for us. But we're going to answer the question. Okay. But no, you know what it is for, for us, Eric. It comes down to the the operating word of this podcast. It's self actualization, isn't it? That's what it is. It's Come. did I did I brush up against my true potential? Did I wake up every day and bring the most to this life and squeeze mm. the most out of this life? Did mm. I live every moment? In, mm. in the best possible way that I could
2: that's mm. true. right and so many things are in that like gratitude um, sticking to your authentic self uh, trusting your own intuition being you as opposed to mm. other people I yeah that's what he just said it's it's the whole gamut and yeah
1: know? and we're already there I mean we are already there we have like if we if we passed away so tomorrow, you could die we, now I guess, no, we're, <laughs> yeah. we, seriously oh, it. we have we have Brought everything to this life that we Dude, could. We that's got amazing. Everything out of this life, but I do want to. So rare. I, I would love to end this episode with us with with a thought that's going to be unique when when people answer answer this, and that is the self actualization that's available to a couple that's not really available to a Ooh. single. That we've that we've. Ooh. This is really interesting. So when you are a completely committed couple like Missy and I are, like we we, we went
0: we, we went it's all It's love in. month. <laughs> I mean,
1: we've known each other since Miss was 17 and I was in my early twenties and we 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 went all in from the very beginning. This is it. This is it for us. We are hundred percent devoted, committed, this life and all other lifetimes. That's who we are. <laughs> Having done that, what happened to us, Eric, is that you know how every person has masculine and feminine inside of them,
0: right? Yes. Masculine energy.
1: and feminine happen on, on a continuum. Yes. That's what happens on the continuum. Male yes. and female are binary. Masculine right. and feminine are the continuum. Right. Both of those yeah, both geez. of both of those concepts energy extend from from the principle of gender. And right. when you are trying to self-actualize yourself as an individual, what you're trying what you need in order to do that now, everyone's got a different path. Everyone's got different focuses. But most people are going to want some sort of a healthy balance between masculine and feminine. And what that might look like for you is from a masculine perspective, you're, you're self-assertive. You've got a friggin' great structure in place for yourself. You've created a great container from which to operate. You're a driver. You know what you want. You're going in that direction. Those are masculine energies. The, the feminine side of that is you're compassionate. You know how mm-hmm. to talk to people. You know how to relate to people. People feel comfortable around you. Yeah, you're
2: loving, you're nurturing, you're helpful, you're... I mean, you're, you're all the all the feminine
1: energies. And, and and when you're a single, you're trying to... Because you can't have a great life as a single, just pounding on only the masculine. There'll be big gaps. Or just pounding on only the feminine. The masculine goes off the rails without the feminine, and the feminine goes off the rails without the masculine. But when you're a devoted couple like us, we've been together for 33 years. We're madly in love, incredibly passionate about each other. All in in this relationship that we've, we've we've poured everything we have into it. Now our poles, the polarity, pushes so much farther out than any one person could do. I handle most of the masculine <laughs> stuff like yeah. a fucking boss. Like my job, <laughs> my job, my job is, my yes. job is to drive. My job is right. Missy handles the feminine stuff like a Poor boss. Over she she's <laughs> she, she's filling up that masculine structure with her beautiful feminine self-expression. So we can push those poles, it, we can exaggerate them. I get all the benefit, of the most beautiful feminine energy that I could never have a hope of recreating in my own life. But I yeah. get a hundred percent of that benefit, and vice versa. And and Missy gets a hundred percent of the benefit of my masculine expertise yeah. in her life. That's so we've been able to turbocharge the self-actualization process. Misty has turned me into the man that I am, and I've turned Misty into the woman she is. And we do that through holding up a mirror to each other. I would not be able to brush up against my potential weren't for were her showing me what it, that is, and same with her. So when you find your twin flame, which we got to get on that, brother. Hey, uh, any, any, any eligible beautiful young women this guy's dude on, I was,
0: that was my question next was like hey can you help me with that <laughs> yeah, like,
1: uh, yeah we're gonna get on there. we're gonna make that a, we're gonna make that a 2023 goal but, but seriously when you have somebody that you that you're all in with you've got to be all in can't be one foot in one foot out this might not work i'm gonna hold back but you're not can't yeah do that.
0: i'm not that way either yeah <laughs>
1: But if you're all in, what you can do is play your role and yeah. she can play her role. Yeah. And between the two of you, you can make things happen that you wouldn't have a chance of making happen on your own.
2: And it's and that's, why they call, that's why they call two people coming together, really. When they really do come together at a soul level, that's a sacred union. A okay? soulmate, literally. Yeah. It's just like what you're doing with your own self. You have that alchemy inside. You get yourself balanced with your masculine and feminine. You do that with another person, it's it's a whole nother exponential whole, level deal. of yeah, and then your family comes in next, and then your community, and it's
1: just exponential. I, I feel like Eric, this is a big part of our work for the next eighteen months. Yeah. Missy and I are going to bring that Category Thirteen program eventually. We're going to talk about Powerful. Powerful. about what we've discovered as a couple seeking self actualization both individually and as and a as unit, one. and and the immense magic that two people can create together. It's a different it's a it's a different level of living on the planet.
0: Yeah, I, I can kind of, I've seen, I've seen some of those videos, uh, the, the category 13 videos, mm-hmm. um, and I can just see it. You, you guys were talking about it years ago in one of your videos. Um, but I could just almost like feel that energy or see it in your, your eyes. You're like, no, there's like a different level of yeah. living. And I yeah. I can, uh, there's something about me that like that clicked I think, you know, there's a lot of people and you guys, I don't remember if you've, uh, like what your childhood was like as well. But, uh, you know, I think all of us have, especially this day and age with this generation, there's Mm -hmm. so much divorce with our parents and it's like, we, we look at, you know, how they were and it's like, man, that was like brutal. that like you you gotta go
1: back a little farther bro the 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 family started getting attacked a long time ago you got to go back a few generations before that this is a very old-fashioned concept this this got the human race to the, the history of humanity unfortunately has been couched in this patriarchy nonsense I'm a student of history. That's my subject. I put in 10,000, my 10,000 hours. And I will tell you this, for anyone who knows their history, they will agree with this. The history of the human race is the history of families. That's
0: mm.
2: what it is. Men and it's, women it's working together. It's the haps. Yeah. It's
0: yeah.
1: The dynasty of it. It's the, the, the structure history. of it. It's exactly right. And that's been, that's been lost. And you've got to, you've got to get back into history to see what it, what it looked like. Okay, but you're looking. You're you're looking at it right here. This is what it looks like in the modern world, right? <laughs> we want to share that well, because we can't lose that as a human race. And so yeah, We, we yeah, gotta yeah. find your soulmate, bro. We're making that a. <laughs> <laughs> <That's->
0: <laughs> all right, I'm having multiple. John and Missy are now, uh, oh. <laughs> helping me out with that. Awesome. I think, yeah, that's that's all <laughs> like, topic. I don't need to talk about myself, but, <laughs> but um. I guess so. Obviously, a lot of people have ever uh, before me have suffered this as well. It's not not just me. Um, But I think what the point I was getting at was that like the type of relationship that you know a lot of us may have grown up in um, was totally different from what I've seen from you guys. It's just like if there was, I don't know what uh, how the universe does this, but. I just resonate with you guys on so many freaking levels. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, know, I don't know why. So you've like your relationship is like, like that's what I want. I, well, I mean, see, that's that's the incredible. That's exactly of what video, I want,
1: yeah. and and that's, that's why it's so important for you to have examples for you, you to help see. with your vision. Yeah. I never had my my exactly. my parents had a disastrous relationship. It exactly, was a fucking, it was a shit show. I never Same. until yeah. I saw yeah. Missy's parents, I didn't have a vision for what it could right. be like. Right. that's why. That's another aspect of why self actualization is so important. Yeah. Because it can give others hope. That's right. It can give others a, a vision of what it can mm. be like them. Ooh. That's one of the other reasons we have to do this. Actually,
2: I think that's wow. the most important reason is to wow. shine your light out so you can freaking show other people hey, this is how you do it. This is a way you can do it. Yeah. Wow. That
0: is such a good, (laughs) good way to end it. And I think for me, when I answer that question, I asked you guys was exactly that was that, um, am I going after what I, I am inspired by, am I going after it? Am I doing what I'm inspired by? And am I making the world a better place? Am I making the world a better place with what I'm doing for the people here now who comes after me and then the generations after my grandfather, Fought in World War II. He was a pilot of B-17. Wow. I'm here today because of what he did. Right, He's on right. 55 missions. I was just reading his book. That's why it's Unreal. coming Unreal. Like the only reason I'm here as Eric Ferguson is because of what he had to go through. So for right. me, it's like, ooh, I have this great life because of him. Okay, how do I make that even better for the next generation? Your
1: job is to honor him. <laughs> By being the best person you can be That's and good. passing that on. Yeah. Exactly. I feel the same way, bro. Well, this has been great spending this time with you, man.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This was beautiful. I really yeah. appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on the Full Potential Living podcast. And Our I look pleasure. forward to connecting with you guys more soon. We'll see you in Estonia. You. Much love. Yes.
1: Take care, brother. <laughs> Take see care, man. Bye-bye. All
0: right. Bye-bye.